Some it may be uh, going uh, like a backtrack, as my son would say. And to some of us, it will maybe touch you for the condition that you are in right now. So I just hope and pray that this message just touches someone to allow them to draw closer and nearer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To my pastor, to the brother, and I thank you. Pray for me, because I need it. Pastor, I thank you for this opportunity once again. It's kind of different when you're in the lead opposition. <laughs> but I know God is able. <laughs> uh, so my text this evening will be coming from Luke chapter 23, verses 33 and 34. Reading from the New International Version of the Bible, you should be able to keep up with me. The word says, when they came to the place called the skull, there they crucified him along with the criminals, one on his right, the other on his left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. You may be seated. Here we are at the place called the Skull, Golgotha, Calvary, right outside the gates of Jerusalem. And here we have a man on the right, a man on the left, and then there was this man in the center. Suddenly, this man, who was recognized as the carpenter's son, this man was recognized as the Nazarene, suddenly this man in the center is unrecognizable. This man in the center looked like that he had been taken through the meat grinder. Unrecognizable. Blood streaming down his face. His face bruised and beaten and, 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 and the sores wide open. Blood just gasping and pouring out. Spit just streaming all down from his face because they had been spitting on him all morning long and at the night. A crown of thorns planted in his skull and blood just flowing everywhere. This man in the center doesn't look like the king of glory. For there was an inscription planted over his head, the king of the Jews. But he looked like a defeated warrior. Who is this man in the center? Why did this man in the center 
look unrecognizable when the other two criminals, you knew who they were. But I'm here to tell you, this man in the middle, I'm just wondering, do you know him? Because if you don't know him, you better get to know this man in the middle. Because you see, this man in the middle, his name was Jesus. The man from Nazareth, the man who, who came to die for your sins and my sins, this man was named Jesus. And yes, he was the son of man. Yes, he was the king of the Jews. Yes, he was the... But the problem of the matter was they accused him of being a liar. They accused him of being a blasphemer. But this man was unjustly crucified for just simply telling the truth to who he was. But he came on a mission. For you see, God had a plan. For you see, it looked like that he was down and out defeated in the first half. But you see, there was a second half to the game. You know about that, don't you, Wayne? In the first half, you may not, you, you may not have it going on. But in the second half, you better do what you're going to do to win the game. And I'm here to tell you, Jesus did what he had to do to win the game. Because you see, we're in the second period now. And the game is on the line. Your life is on the line. My life is on the line. But Jesus stepped right on up. Suddenly there were threes flowing all over the place. Suddenly he was doing what he had to do. He made every free throw count. And let me tell you the reason why he did it. Because he said, Father, forgive them. He had a relationship with his father. See, he, see, he could have said anything else, but he said father. And that lets you know that there was an intimate relationship with the God of Eden. He knew that God was hearing him. Even though he had the, the weight of the world, the sins of the world on his shoulders, he knew that his father heard his prayer. And see, that's what this was. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. This was a prayer. This was a prayer for the criminals. This was a prayer for the soldiers who, who crucified him. This was a prayer for Pilate who, who, who carried out and, 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 and gave the sentence to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This, this prayer was for those who uh, on that early Sunday that previously before, they, 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 were, they were cheering, Hosanna, Hosanna. When Jesus came into Jerusalem, they lined the streets, uh, th throwing uh, fig leaves and, and palm leaves all over the ground. He came in on a donkey. And they were saying, Hosanna to the highest. Blessed he see is he who cometh in the name of the Lord. But these same people who were praising and worshiping him when he came in, these were the same people who suddenly were cursing at him, were, were, were calling him all kinds of things. While he was on the cross. See, they didn't, they didn't say nothing to him when he was in the temple. See, see when he was in the temple uh, uh, pro proclaiming his, his kingdom, they wasn't saying nothing to him. The scribes, the Pharisees, the, uh, the, the, the chief officials, see, they, 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 they didn't do nothing to him then. 
But while he was on the cross, they called him everything but the Son of God. But when he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Did they really not know? See, they should have known. Because, see, they, were, they, they, they seen the miracles that he did. See, 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 previously, you know, we got to go back now. See, you know how they do in the movies the, uh, a week ago, uh, six months ago. You know how they, how they go back? Well, see, uh, previously, the day before on Thursday, we, we were in Gethsemane. And see, in, in Gethsemane, we, we always make that be the place of agony. You know, it was where, where, where our Lord and Savior agonized over, over, over carrying out his mission for the Father. For he said, not your will be done, but... Uh, He 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 sweated great drops of, of sweat that, that appeared to be like drops of blood. He was in agony. But you see, the place of Gethsemane, it is not only a place of agony, but it is a place of sin. See, we don't associate Gethsemane, Gethsemane with the sin, but it was a place of sin. Well, you see, don't you know that's what this thing is all about? Father, forgive them for they do not know what they do. This was an issue of sin. Yes, this is an issue of your sins and my sins. Yes, that's why Christ died on the cross, to save us to, I thank you, brother, to do something that we could not do for ourselves. And I wonder, have you ever been in Gethsemane? Throwback message. This is a throwback. Have you ever been in Gethsemane? Think about it. 2 Samuel, chapter 11. David and Bathsheba. See, David seen it, he went after it, and he got it. I wonder if any of us ever been in Gethsemane. Genesis, chapter 19, Romans, chapter 1. See, we have this thing now with this gay and lesbian issue, and it's just, you know, it's an everyday thing now. It's a common thing now. I wonder if any of us have ever been in Gethsemane. Uh, and, and think about this one. In John chapter 4, see, there, there was a woman at the well, and, and the, she had a conversation with Jesus, and that conversation just, just happened to land on her issue. And then suddenly it came up at Jesus' uh, you know, uh, he, he brought out the point, well, you've been married five times, but the man that you're with now is not yours. I wonder if any of us have been in Gethsemane. Right. Well, you see, this is a sin issue. See, 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 while we were in Gethsemane, you know, we, 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 we playback. We, we was doing that Osley brother thing. Oh, y'all know what I'm talking about now. It's your thing. Do what you want to do. You can't tell me who to sock it to. Uh, we was doing that Isley brother thing. And then you know what? All of a sudden, you know, that there was this boy uh, in, in John chapter, uh, in, in, in Mark, excuse me, chapter 8, verse 51, there was a boy there. And see, in this boy... He's seen the, the heinous crime that was taking place. He's seen the sin that was going on. And, and don't you know, this boy, he came, on with not, came there with nothing but a, 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 a garment around him. But suddenly, 
when he seen the crime taking place, he ran away naked. And see, that's what you got to do. See, this problem with sin, you cannot entertain it. You cannot play with it. You cannot give Satan an inch. When you see it coming, you got to run. But you see, the problem is we don't run from it. We entertain it. See, this message could have very, could have very been, Father, forgive them for they do know what they are doing. Oh, yeah, we know. See, see, we want to flirt with sin. See, we say, oh, 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 I go step one, but I ain't going step two and three. And, but did you know what happened when you play with Satan? Satan already knows what's going on. When you entertain him in the mind, he got you. And guess what? The body will follow when he gets your mind. Suddenly, we're talking about, you know, when we say, this is my thing. I'm just going to be real with you. That's what we're saying. Then all of a sudden, we don't intend on going any further, step two and three. But suddenly, we still on the Isley Brother thing. Making love between the sheets. <laughs> oh, y'all don't know about that song? Oh, 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 oh y'all don't know the Isley Brother? Y'all don't know about that song? I told you, this is a throwback message. See, thank God we ain't what we were when we were. Thank God he has brought us a mighty long way. We don't do the things we used to do. I'm just being, I'm just, I'm just keeping it real. And see, when we get tied up, tangled up in sin, suddenly we're doing that, 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 that live dancing thing. I can't, I can't go out steps, but you know. <laughs> Ain't no stopping us now. We on the move. Oh. See, you know when you get in between the sheets, it's, you gone then. You ain't stopping nothing. You're going to do what you do and get what you want to get. I told you this was a throwback message. But you see, thank be to God <laughs> that Jesus Christ came to the cross. He died for sinners like you and I. Thank God for Jesus Christ, for he did for us what we couldn't do for ourselves. Thank God for Jesus Christ, for pulling us out of our mess, because oh, what a wretch we were. But thank God for the blood of Jesus Christ that covered our sins, that made us clean, that allowed us to step out on his face and allow him to take control of our lives, to clean us up, to make us whole, so we won't have to worry about doing all that stuff that we used to do, because huh? When we step out with Jesus Christ, we are sinners who sin less. But thanks be to God, he calls us saints. Thanks be to God, when he died on the cross, he set us apart. Thanks be to God, he, he, he did what he did for you and I. That's who Jesus really went to the cross for, for you and for me. But thank God that he died on Calvary. So therefore, my brothers and sisters, in this throwback message, remember this, that there are 365 days in a year. Remember that. And if you fall down on one day, thank God that you got another day to get up 
and thank him for the victory that when you don't fall into your mess, it's 365 days in a year. And every day that Jesus Christ wakes you up, you have an opportunity to get closer, to get to know him, and to repent for what you did last night. That's how much he loved us. That's why he went to the cross for us. To clean us up of this sin issue. Because that's what it's really all about. Jesus Christ shedding his blood for you and I to cover up our sins. There's nothing but the blood of Jesus that can make you whole again. By the grace of God, with Jesus Christ, you can make it. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing by, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. From that hour, from that hour, that disciple took her to his own home. Amen. You can be seated. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I just want to say thank you. Lord, I ask that whatever is said tonight, Lord, that you will make it so, and that you will touch each and every individual. Lord, there's someone here that needs to hear a word. So whomever it comes from, it doesn't matter, Lord, just long as they receive it. So Lord, I ask you to, just to touch each and every individual. Bless them and keep them. And it's in your son Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. First, I want to I wanna thank Pastor for inviting me back. Um, it, uh, it is an honor uh, to be back here. Amen. You know, uh, this is where I got my start. <laughs> you know, uh, he is my uh, spiritual father. And so I'm, I'm extremely grateful. Um, when he said to his mother, he said, woman, behold your son. He was starting to establish the fact that our relationship is no longer the same. He was letting her know that <clears throat> I can no longer call you mother. As a kid, he may have called her mother and mommy and ran up and grabbed her and held her and all those other things. He, those days were behind him now. The relationship was being changed. It was at that, that point, it was already at the point of no return. He was now on the edge of being known only as the son of God. No longer would they say the son of Mary. Those things were changed. And, and when he came, was to come back, he wouldn't come back as their son. He would come back as their savior. <laughs> Why don't you say that again? That's all In Luke, I'm just going to read a few verses. I'm going to start with verse 28, because we want to establish who this woman was. And, and it says, and, and having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly one, 
The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. And then verse 31 says, And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the highest, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And then it says in verse 35, And the angel answered and said to her, because she was perplexed, you know, she's wondering, how can all this stuff take place? And, he's, and the angel said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overtake you. Therefore, also the Holy One, who is to be born, will be called the Son of God. And then verse 38 says, Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be according to your word. And the angel departed from her. At that point, this woman had said, okay. She had no idea what was to take place, but she said, okay. She, she went through her, her moments of doubt, wondering how can this happen. Once it was explained to her, she said, okay. Every woman in, in Israel would have loved to have been in her shoes. They didn't know how it was going to take place. I think a, a lot of them probably assumed that the child would be born and then he would be made a Messiah. But instead, he was going to be born a Messiah. John's second chapter, fourth verse is, Jesus said to her, Woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. Okay? That was the first time he called her woman. He was establishing the fact even then, okay, our relationship has changed. It's no longer the same. I can't, I can't be your, your little boy anymore. You know, and, and she, she's got him and she, at, at, at the wedding, and she says, they're out of wine. She didn't know how he was going to fix it. She had no clue. She just knew that he was capable some way, somehow. She didn't know if he was going to go to the local state store and get a, box, a bunch of boxes of wine or, or what. She told him just, whatever he tells you to do, do it. She was already realizing his greatness. Again, she didn't know where or how, but she was realizing it. This woman, this mother, this chosen virgin, she was, when he called her woman, she was the woman of all women. That's what he was establishing. I'm going to take care of you even from the cross. As, as the son, the eldest son, in, their, their job was to take care of the widow mother. Okay, so now his job, his job is to assign somebody to, to take this job. He said, my job, my job is done here. I'm getting ready to go up there, and I need somebody to stay back and take care of my mom. Now, I can't just ask anybody to take care of my mom. Now, 
I don't know about anybody else, but you ain't going to just ask anybody to take care of your mom. You can't do that. Some people just ain't going to take care of your mom. I mean, you look at a lot of these nursing homes. They ain't taking care of your mom. You know, they just going through the motions for a paycheck. Then verse 27, he says, then he said to the disciple, behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her to his own home. Now, who was this John? The disciple that Christ loved. Who is this guy? He was part of the inner circle. You know, he was, he was Peter, James, and John. Now, Peter was outspoken. He was the guy up front. He was the guy that everybody knew. They, 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 that's Peter. You know, and then, you know, I think James probably was somewhere in between. And John was that guy that just real quiet, real meek. You know, when he stood up, he, he would say something. But he wasn't as vocal. He wasn't, his need to be out front wasn't there. It's like you take a mentor and he has a bunch of mentees. You take a coach and he has players. You take a pastor and he has ministers. The thing of it is, in all cases, ministers included, there's always one that needs to be up front and seen. I don't care what, what, what it is, basketball, you know, there's always that one that, that needs to be vocal with the other players or with the coach because he wants to be seen. Then there's always that one that's real quiet. He does everything that the coach asks him to do or the pastor or, or the mentor. He does all that he's asked to do. His only desire is to please Who's ever in charge? He tries so hard to be like him, to impress him. It's not, I don't care what they think. I only care what he thinks. It doesn't matter to me. If I'm doing what he has taught me, I'm, in the, I'm going in the right road. Because he had, he had that much, not only respect, he held him in that high of an esteem. That, that he wanted to be like him. Even though he couldn't preach that way or he didn't conduct himself that way, in spirit, he was like him. That was his desire, to be uh, just like him. And, and then, you know, this John, when, when they took Christ, he went inside. He knew, he knew the people. He went inside. He came back and got Peter, brought him inside the gate. Peter stayed there. John went on inside to be with Christ. There's only one word that I can use to describe John at that point. It's faithful. He was faithful. He had a desire to, up to the last moment, to be there, to be with him. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God's love was an, a word of action. It was a word of, of movement. 
he gave. And you can ask, okay, well, what did he give? He gave his son. He gave the gift that keeps on giving. He gave the gift that even today is still giving. If you go in the, back into the past, it's still giving. He gave that gift, and then he said to me, to you, he said, this is how you can show me that you love me. This, and this love is going to be an action word as well. He said, believe. Believe in him. Again, we're, we're taking action because we're believing. We're showing a sense of obedience. We're showing a, a desire to take on the characteristics of Christ. We're, we're, we are becoming more of patient, more understanding, more giving, more concern. All those things that love would require us to do and to be. So he had a desire, Christ had the desire as well, to give up himself. Christ gave. Christ gave. And he continues to give. He continues to give. So when he said to the son or to the disciple whom he loved, he said, behold, your mother. He didn't have to say anything else. Because he was so faithful, he took her home until the end. He took her home until the end. And that's what he's saying to us. All you have to do is come home with me until the end. I, I, last week I was at uh, Sister Stephen's funeral. And while Mark was delivering the sermon, and I asked him if it was okay if I say this, he was preaching, mm -hmm. and I'm listening to him, and while I'm hearing him preach, I'm hearing the Lord say, behold, my daughter, behold, my, my father. She was, it's as if Mark was saying, behold, my father, your, your father, behold, your daughter. And that's what we all going to have the luxury of saying. Behold, my father. Behold, your son, your daughter. So all I can say now is, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Just bear with me. Um, and it says, verse 43. Jesus answered him, Truly, I tell you today, you will be with me in paradise. You may be seated in the presence of God. Father, right now, I just say thank you for the opportunity you, to tell your people what thus said the Lord. Lord, I just ask that you move me in a mighty way. Let them not see or hear me, but let them see you speaking through me. Because I'm realizing, Father, that obedience is better than sacrifice. But Lord, I just say thank you. Thank you for what you did. And thank you for what you're about to do. In Jesus' name we pray. My brothers and sister, I'm going to go through this like boom, boom, boom. Uh, if I had the title of this sermon, I would have to title why he did what he did. You know, but, you know, why he did what he did. He did it because he, 
because he knew we couldn't do it. He did something that he knew that man can't do, but only a God like that, a perfect God. And it was, it was, it's so amazing, but I'm not going to go there. I'm going to go somewhere else just because I'm trying to be obedient. Lord, help me. I'm trying to be obedient. But what, one thing, a couple of things I want us to, to really focus on in order to understand this word that I had. Um, there were two men on the cross with him. And as I began, the Bible that I was in this passage of scripture that I was reading, it said two men, but it doesn't say their name in this, in this scripture. As I began to do my research, I, 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 and the Holy Spirit led me to a, uh, uh, some information that I came across. Right. And the information was there, there were two men, one on the left and one on the right. But the man in the middle, who was an amazing man, he was so amazed that he looked beyond our faults and he saw yeah, our need. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, before I talk about how good he is, I got to talk about who was on the side. Because there were two men on the side. Two men who was knew that they had committed a crime. And the amazing thing about it, even though they was on the cross and even though they committed a crime, they knew that Jesus didn't commit no crime. They knew that. That's good news. So I, if I would have to say uh, a man, I, I said last year, an innocent man on death row. Because they knew, the criminals knew he didn't do no wrong. But their name, it doesn't say their name, but the name that I found out was one name was D-I-S-M-A, Dismas, and the other name was Gesti. There was two, D was two men, and one was the, I, I would, you know, sin and sin, but one man, uh, the good man, but his, his name, uh, he was known as the good thief. Now, now, I ain't going to touch that because I, if you're a thief, you're a thief. You know, I, you know, because, you know, because, because I could go there, you know, I know I got time because I, I could tell you about my job, how somebody stole my medication. I could tell you on my job, how they went into my office, locked. I took my food, but I ain't gonna go there. A thief is a thief. <laughs> but the old Kenny would have did something. But these are two thieves. And, and, they, and, and then I, I asked myself, why did they mention the name? But I guess for whatever reason, I, I found out the name. But, but these two men, they was having a conversation. The man in the middle, I, I, can I just use my imagination? Paint, I'm painting a picture. Uh -huh. This man was in the middle. He was being tormented. Mm -hmm. You know, if I had a, I, I got it right here. Just bear with me. Okay. This is his body being ripped yeah. in pieces. Yeah. As he's being ripped, the blood is coming out of his body. Yeah. His body is being ripped. Just like this paper being ripped, that's how they did my Savior and your Savior. And they talked about him. They laughed at him. They crucified him. But he hung on in there. See, they thought the, it was over, but it wasn't. 
There's good news. Good news. Yes. There's good news. Because when they went to look for him, his body wasn't there. That's good news. That's a sermon within itself. But these two men was having a, I would have to call it a deathbed conversation. They was on a deathbed holding a conversation. One of the men said, uh, he, he, I'm paraphrasing now, I'll put a second tag at approximately about 13 minutes. And they was having a bedside conversation. One man said, uh, you, you God, you, you the Savior, why don't you save yourself? And then the other man said, don't you, don't you know, basically he was saying, don't you know who that is? He said, now we deserve of getting what we, what we have coming to them. We deserve that they said that. The Bible said that. Yes. Yes. So we deserve what they get. But this man, yes. the man in the middle, this man, this man, this man, who, who called me and you all to see this man, this man, who paid the price that we couldn't do. They was having a conversation, and, and they told him, one of the men said, remember me when you get in your kingdom. And, and, and Jesus said, today, you will be with me, not tomorrow, but today. Well, how do, what is this place called paradise is? Let me just give you, uh, uh, me, me, my family, me, my wife, and and a good friend of mine who's like a brother, we went, oh, I'm sorry. We, we, we went on a cruise, right? And, and, and I'm, okay, I gotta hurry up, nine more minutes. And we went on a cruise. And we went to one of the islands, and on the cruise, they said, I asked, uh, I asked somebody, one of the persons said, this is paradise. And it and, 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 and was so amazing when Sister Abby called me, we was on our way on a, you know, going on a vacation. And, and, and so that thought came to my mind, and this man said, paradise, I gotta, you know, laugh. I'm like, this ain't no paradise. You know, it's a beautiful place. It's a beautiful place. I ain't never been in that place called paradise for real, for real. But this place called paradise, we went, the water was beautiful, the, uh, it was just amazing. But Jesus said, today, you will be with me in paradise. I don't know where it's at. But I know I got a, a seat there. I know I got a loved one up there. I know I got a mama up there. This place of paradise, there's no more killing up there. There's no more dying up there. There's no more sickness up there. See, I'm sick, but when I get old over there on that other side, I will have a whole new body. That's paradise. With with howdy all day long. The weather is so beautiful. We and honey, we thought that place where we was at was paradise. I'm looking forward to the place he has prepared for me. It's not a place that man can make. This place called paradise, I can just imagine. I can just imagine seeing my mama over there. I can see my friends over there, my loved one. But paradise is not found on this earth, nowhere on this earth. I don't care how much money you got. You can't buy your way there. You can't fly there. You can't catch no train there. You can't catch no bus there. But it's only one way. 
One way. Romans 10 and 9 said, confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. You shall be saved. That's the only way. You got to believe who he say he is. So when the man was on the cross, it was two men, one on the left and one on the right. The one who, who was a fool, I would call him a fool, right? He, he, he said, the good thief said, uh, don't you know who he is? And, and so he, I, he went to hell, just we'll put it like that. He went to hell. Yeah. But the one who, who, who said, remember me? Jesus said, today you will be with me. But he had to know who Jesus was. Not only did he, he had to believe in who he said he is. See, we got church people who come just for church. I don't come just for church. I come to get the word. I'm looking for that paradise. And the only way I can get there is by believing in who he said he is. So, Pastor, keep on preaching. And as long as you keep on preaching, I'm going to continue to be hungry because I'm looking for it. I can't buy my way. I can't catch a plane. We can't go there on a plane, honey. You might go there before me, but I got my ticket. I know whose I am. I know where I'm going. I'm going to a place he has prepared for me. Ain't nobody, nobody but Jesus who can take me there. So I'm so glad. I'm so glad. It's Good Friday. Oh, Lord. So how much? I got three more minutes. Three more minutes. I'm so glad that I got my ticket. I'm so glad that I know whose I am. And I just want to say, Jesus, remember me when I get there. You know, I was messed up. I was tore up. But Jesus picked me up. Jesus, he paid the price that I couldn't even pay. I'm so glad. I'm glad he paid it. Even though the situation looked bad. On a Friday, he stayed in the grave all day Friday. Really? One Sunday morning, he got up. He got up with all power in his hand because he got up. I can get up because he got up. I can face what come my way. Sickness got to go. Job-wise got to go. But one thing for certain and two for sure. I will be there in paradise. To God be the glory. Seventh chapter, the 45th and the 46th verse. Now from the sixth hour, there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabathania. That is to say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Ye may be seated. When it gets dark, when it gets dark, 
You notice that it's, it, it, it never said anything about it in the beginning when they hung him on the cross, it, it got dark. But when it gets dark in your life, what's really going on? Most people would say when it gets dark that I'm all by myself. I'm alone. There's nobody here but me. Jesus was experiencing something that he never experienced before. It got dark. It got so dark that he wondered why in the world would my father turn his back on me. And, and some people would say, you know, uh, God ain't never turned his back on Jesus. You would be wrong in saying that. Because God could not look upon sin. He had, his holiness had to turn away. He had to, it, 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 was, it was his nature to turn away from sin. So therefore, when we sinned, he turned away from man. Man had already experienced the absence of God. That's hell. If you really want to know, you know, some people say, I got, I'm going to heaven. Yeah, because you're living in hell right now if you don't have Jesus on your side. Everything about your life is going to be hell because Christ is not in it. I, I, I beseech you, therefore, brother, by the mercies of God, that you get Jesus in your life. That you know that he is part of your life. But when it gets dark, and you really can't see what's going on, you got to know that you know that you know that God will never leave you and he'll never forsake you. But it got dark for the son of God. He had to become something that he had never experienced. He had to become sin. The reason he became sin was you and I. I know there was people back in the day that did what they did, but we've been doing some stuff that warrants saving. You ever done something that you needed to be saved from? We've been doing some stuff and we so good at doing what we do. Let me, let me get back over here. We need saving. Me, not y'all, just me. It has to be personal, you know. Maybe you, maybe you don't need saving. Maybe you think you got it all together. Maybe you really think that, hey, I have arrived. As soon as you think you have arrived, the place where you think you've gotten to has been moved over. You need to go to a different level and recognize that it is all God's doing that, that brought you the, for how far you are. The, the, the thief on the cross, well, not the thief, but, but you know how when Jesus was hanging there, they mocked him. He saved others. 
Matthew 27 and 42. He saved others. Himself, he cannot save. All this time, they had witnessed all the things that Jesus had done. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He gave sight to the blind. He made the lame walk. They witnessed everything Jesus had done, but yet and still, they still said, he can't, he can't save himself. Come on down. And these were not the people. These were not the crowd. These were the scribes and the Pharisees. They read Isaiah. They knew what it was saying. They knew exactly what they were trying. And, and, and what made it so bad is every, every time they said something and, and Jesus said a word, he fulfilled scripture. All this was done to fulfill the scripture. And they knew and they understood. They, I mean, you, we, we talking about people who are scholars. Their whole life was the scripture. And he fulfilled the scripture right in their face. And the whole time, they were blind and could not see the fulfillment of the scripture. Let me ask you a question. Scripture is being fulfilled in your face. Are you too blind to see it? Or, or have you chosen the latter that, you know, hey, I, I'd rather not see it because it makes me have to change. I'd rather not see it because, you know what, the moment I see it, then I, I, I got to do what the word says do. Have you chosen not to see the word, see the fulfillment of the scripture? We got to be very careful with that. He trusted in God. Let God deliver him. You know, Job had this problem with his friends. Job had this problem. You know, Job went through so much that his friends started talking about him. And, and, and you know, we, we get that sometimes. When, when you're going through a, through a thing, your friends ain't always your friends. When it gets dark. When the lights ain't on at your house, when it gets real dark and there's nobody there but you, your friends ain't always your friends. So you got to have, have somebody that you can depend on. If you don't, let, me, let me give you the person that I depend on. His name is Jesus. He's really the reason that we're here tonight. His name is Jesus. He's the one who was in, they, they've been talking about him the whole night. He's the one that was in the middle. You know why they put him in the middle? Because all the mess was on one side and all the mess was, even though the thief said, remember me, he still was a thief and he still did do wrong and all that sin was on the side of Jesus. The same sin that he died for. Had it not been for Jesus dying on the cross, there would be no reason for us to be here. And I'm not just talking about on Friday night. I'm talking about period. There would, there would be no reason for worship. We would all, you're right, we all would be going to hell. As somebody used to say with gasoline draws. I'm just putting it to you like it really is. 
So, so we got to understand when it gets dark, the darkness could be the sin that you have committed. The darkness could be the refusal to know the word. We, we can refuse to, to listen to what, you know, pastor can preach all he wants. He can preach it, and, 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 the, and the fire of God can come down. And you can just sit there and be as ice cold as you want to be. And the fire can't even melt you. Because, number one, you're not expecting the fire to change you. Number two, you haven't given yourself to God and allowed God to, to soften your heart. When it gets dark, you're going to need a soft heart. When it gets dark... You're going to need to know that there's a place where you can go. There's a secret place of the most high. You know what? You, when you abide, you don't abide in the sunshine. You abide under the shadow of the almighty. When it gets dark. Over, over, over the land, it, it, it got dark. It got crazy dark in the middle of the day. You know what happened? Since the sun was beaten so bad, the S-U-N refused to shine. He was despised and rejected by men. A man of sorrow acquainted with grief. And we hid our faces from him. The very people that he died for. We, you know when we sin, we hide from God. When Adam and Eve sinned, what did they do? They hid. They hid from each other, but they hid more from God. It wasn't that God didn't know where they was, just so you know. God knew exactly where they was. He knew every inch of the garden. So he knew where they were, but they, they decided to hide from God. Why? Because we don't look like what we used to look like. We, we listen to somebody that's not you, Lord. We gave ourselves away. We gave away dominion. We gave away all these things, and we allowed Satan to come in. It got dark. It's getting dark right now. You know, somebody put on Facebook, give me one word that you would say about Donald Trump. And, and I thought about that for, I didn't, I, I usually just don't answer, you know. And I think the word is necessary. He's a necessary evil. Why? Because you know what? We pray more. <laughs> Wait a minute, don't you pray more? <laughs> I, I know I pray more. <laughs> don't you pray more? We seek God more. Amen? He's necessary. He's not the status quo. He's, and you know what? He's so simple that he's easy to understand. So we should understand that this is God's plan, and God made it real simple for us to see and for us to read. If you pray, you're going to make it through. If you don't pray, you're not going to make it through. If you trust God, you're going to make it through. If you don't trust God, you're not going to make it through. It's dark right now, and we need Jesus, and he is the only way that we're going to make it to the other side. When it gets dark, where do you turn? 
Jesus cried out. And understand why he cried out. Like I said, he's never experienced before not having his father with him. At this point, he knew that God had to move away, turn away. Because God could not look, not that he could not look at his physical body because he saw all that. But he could not look at the mantle that was placed upon him, which is sin. And guess what? It was your sin and my sin. And if you ain't sinned, then you, you all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So if you say you ain't sinned, you a lie, which is a sin. You want to know why he had to do this? Romans 3 and, I'm sorry, Romans 6 and 23 says it like this. For the wages of sin is death. Now, you know, we, we, we got to die, but we can't die in our sin because then we can't see the Lord. So since we got to die, somebody had to die for us before we reached a point where we're no use on earth. You know, while you have a purpose, you ought to praise God. When your purpose is fulfilled, it's over. I'm going to tell you flat out, when you have no purpose on earth, you won't be here no more. So while you have a purpose, while you haven't fulfilled your purpose, you ought to worship God. Why? Because really that's your purpose. A lot of people don't know what their purpose is. Why, why are you here? Well, you know, I'm, I'm pretty good at this and I'm pretty good at that. No. Our, our purpose in life was to worship. In Isaiah 43, 47 and 3, I believe it is, he, he tells us we were made for his glory. We were created to give him glory. We were created to worship him. We were made for his glory. So when it gets dark, and you can't see your way through, put your trust in God. Because Jesus knew. Remember, you know, there's another part to this. There's, there's another part to this. He don't, he, those are not the last words he asked. He asked the Lord, why did you forsake me? He knew God was coming back for him because in the end, you know, he, he puts everything in God's hand. I, I ain't going to take over your word. I ain't going to take your word. I ain't gonna. But, he, you know, it ain't over. I'm saying that to tell you this. It's not over for you as long as you have breath in your body. It could be as dark as you want it to be. But you must know who Jesus is. You must have a savior. You can't do it by yourself. You can't die for yourself. You can't die for your own sins. You don't want to. Somebody said, you're going to end up in hell. Yes, you will. I'm so glad that he died for me. I choose Jesus Christ. It's very important that you make your choice. Because see here, it's like this. It's amazing grace that shall always be. My song of praise. It was grace. 
that caught my liberty. I do not know just why he came to love me so. But one day he looked beyond my faults. He looked beyond your faults. And he saw your needs. Songwriter says, I shall forever lift mine eyes to Calvary to view the cross where Jesus died for me. How marvelous that grace that caught my falling soul. He looked beyond my faults and saw my needs. It was grace on the cross. I'm telling you now, it was grace for you and I because it got dark. It got silent. And when Jesus cried out, real quick, real quick, and I'm done. Jesus was not a weakling. He was a strong man. When they beat him, they beat, it, it, it would have killed the normal man. But being that he was God and is God and always will be God, they couldn't kill him. He said, I, I'm giving my life. Why am I giving my life? I'm giving my life for Ventus. I'm giving my life for Graham. I'm giving my life for Jones. I'm giving my life. And the reason I'm giving my life is because I'm coming back for my life. And when I come back for my life, I'm coming back for everyone that believes that I am. When it gets dark and things don't go your way, Put your trust in the Lord. I told y'all I was only going to be here for about five minutes. <laughs>